Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. And all the stories that made our life happen. And after we met, we started dating. Yes, we did. And after two or three months, we both had extricated ourselves from all other situations. And we were getting along so well that we were considering moving in. And then we both realized like very last minute that that was not a good idea to be moving in quite so early. Yeah. But we did move in together after nine months of dating, not Mm. after two or three. Nine months was still a little early, but both of us have had quite a bit of life experience that have given us fairly good judgment about these things, I think. We hope so. Given that we are together now for nine years, I think... At least in this case, our judgment was okay. Yes, apparently. (laughs) And shortly after we moved in together, I was cooking dinner for the kids. And I forget what we had had, like some mashed potatoes and gravy and some other stuff. But I know that there was gravy. Our kids liked the gravy. Yeah. We, we, We like condiments in our house. Right. And as kids were finishing up their food... They had both eaten their protein and their veg, so they were allowed to have a dessert. Yes, and they were excited that they earned their jello. They were very excited. Little kids love jello. They were three ish at the time, maybe four. Mm-hmm. So you got up and you got the jello. I got up and I got the jello. And you brought it over to the table. And I think I started getting up because I was going to go get dishes for the jello. I did not see need to dirty new dishes for the jello. The kids had plates right in front of them on which I placed the jello. Yes, you did. <laughs> and I lost my mind. <laughs> you did. I don't know why you lost your mind. I don't think you still know why. Uh, well, the, the the best I can come up with is um, my hormones were not well balanced. It was before transition. And uh, you were just hitting menopause. I was really not doing well with uh, the hormone situation. No, not at all. And I w- I'm not too good at the words, so I couldn't explain why I didn't want the jello with the gravy. You, I didn't know what was going on in your head. All I knew was that I gave the kids their dessert, and then you seemed really, really upset with me. And I couldn't figure out why. Because I gave them jello. Is he upset with me for giving them jello? Should I have put, you know, should I have expected them to eat more vegetables, more protein? Should I have saved the jello for another day? Did I do something wrong? Did I portion them out too much jello? Something about the way I'm doing this is wrong. What did I do to make my husband angry with me? Or at the point, at that I, point, I my, probably asked you, my partner, why would you put the jello in the gravy? And I couldn't figure out why that was a problem. And I'm like, okay, he's doing that thing that people sometimes do where they're asking about the little thing when it's really about some other big thing. No, it was really about the jello. <laughs> It was really about the jello. And I was like, you had, you were already clearly, like you said, and I'm not, I'm only going to quote you here and say, you were out of your mind about this. I was. And I, I, was, I was getting up to get dishes to put the jello in properly, and you put it improperly into the gravy. And I couldn't figure out I why couldn't... you were so incredibly upset with me because it couldn't just be about jello and gravy. That is not worth getting this upset over. I'm going to have to have a talk with him later and figure out what I had done so that I can figure out how not to make my partner this upset with me. Yeah, you couldn't do that because 
that was a hormone problem, I'm sure. Because I, I know at that time I had gone from never caring how anybody drive to wishing all those fuckers would get off the road, <laughs> you know? Yep. I was at that point. And I had I never really cared before that. I mm-hmm. just thought, oh, well, people have problems when they're driving and maybe they had a bad day or somebody died or there's a bee in the car or they have children. They have children. <laughs> That's a good enough reason <laughs> yeah. to drive shitty. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I was freaking out because my experience with masculine partners was if they're angry, you damn well better fix it. Right. And I was just still trying to comprehend why you had to put the jello on the gravy. And I don't think I was probably as mad as I looked, but, you know, the way that the emotions expressed themselves at that time were very explosive on the, yes. sur- on the surface. Yes, they were. Yeah. And there were a couple other times that you had been explosive that I was, and I think it was also at the time that your meds had run out because of an insurance glitch. Yeah, that's that. That can't happen. No, that it's is not allowed for anybody ever again. No, <laughs> but yeah, no, this wasn't at that time. This was just you not wanting the Jello on the gravy, and I couldn't figure out why that was a problem. The kids were eating their Jello; they had no problem with Jello on I, gravy. I had to talk myself through that and they say it, it's not a problem for everybody who's eating the Jello, so it shouldn't be a problem. Although you know, you do have to. Notice now that number two child wants all of his things in separate dishes. He does. And number three mixes everything together. What she had for dinner tonight was a plate with rice, taco meat, Mm -hmm. sour cream, cheese, and I tried to talk her into some cilantro or something green, but she wasn't having it. And she just mixed it all together on the plate. Okay, but that's a thing you'd put in a burrito. Yes. You know, he probably would eat those things together. But if you're going to serve him, like the other night we had kale coleslaw, and he had just eaten uh, spaghetti squash and noodles and pesto. Mm Mm-hmm. He wanted a different plate for the coleslaw. He didn't want it on the plate with the pesto. That is correct. And I always tell him, that's fine. Just go get one. Yeah. Because number one child used to go rinse his plate off first. Mm-hmm. You know? That is also a thing that happened. These are the same kids that ate the Jello in the gravy. They did. Just saying. And they never had a problem with that Jello. No. Um, this is hilarious to me. It's your yes, fault. <laughs> it's, it is my fault. Um, so now we always have this. Joke about the Jello. The Jello. We say, "Oh, this is like the Jello, isn't it?" <laughs> yes. Yeah. Whenever one of us is unreasonably upset about something that is completely not upset worthy. Yes. This is like Jello, isn't it? It's just stuck to something somewhere in your subconscious that you just need to. Yeah. I just need to let you work yourself through. <laughs> yeah. Is this a Jello thing? <laughs> it is a Jello thing. I'm sorry. I'll go over here and deal with my Jello thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think some of those things that he does that bother you are a bit of a jello thing. I think they probably are, but I also think he knows it. And so I think he does some of those things intentionally. He probably does, but he's watching you and you guys are like like a pinball bouncing off of each other. Yeah. 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 Like when I was doing the ironing earlier and he went behind me, like I I know I was moving with the ironing like I went to step back, but there was plenty of room. He he didn't need to be that close to me, but I think he was trying to get my attention because I had seen him sort of out of the corner of my eye coming down from the stairs and going, ooh, ow, ooh, ow, like really playing up oh, his foot hurt. Yeah, because he had stepped on a nail today. But, you know, if he wasn't looking for that attention, he would have just been 
limping a little and going about what he was supposed to be doing. But no, it was. <sighs> and I was like, I am going to very intently focus on okay. my ironing and not. Number three child and I just ignore his nonsense when he does that. Well, that's the thing. I was so intently ignoring that. You know, I had focused really in on my ironing and didn't realize when he was behind me and almost made me drop the iron. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. He doesn't, he didn't follow my instructions. No, he didn't. <clears throat> no. And then he got butthurt at me about being too mean when I'm, you almost made me drop the iron. What do you need? What are you over here for? Well, after he settled down, I said, you I should not go where the iron is. And he's like, oh. And like he, he realized, oh yeah, the iron is hot and that's wrong. And like he realized that he had made a problem for both himself and I, and he apologized for it. Mm -hmm. Did you tell him to apologize? No, I didn't know he apologized. He did. He came and he said, I'm, I'm sorry that I was in your space where the iron was, and I'm sorry that I was in your way and something else. And I was like, that's okay. I'm sorry that I got startled and frustrated and that made my voice sound mean. Well, you guys did good. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I didn't know he apologized. That's, yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. So, yeah, that is kind of a jello thing. Yeah, if I give him instructions and really want them followed, I have to follow him and check if he's doing the instructions. Mm-hmm. And I already know the answer is no, he's not. That's why I'm following him. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's true. I, I'm not sure what to do about that. I haven't it figured that true. one out yet. But, you know, these things have to be like tied somewhere in the back of our brains to some early experience that like makes us really sensitive to these things. Like you're sensitive to jello on gravy because something, because somewhere, something about food or something about dishes or something about mixing or something about something not being right or about the fact that you had started to get additional dishes but then were preempted that might be it more likely yeah it might be these things are tied to something in the back of our head like when number two gets nutso like that i can't stand it because it's performative in in a way that really bothered me when i was growing up that my mother would get performative when she was drunk Mm -hmm. Now that I think about it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of things about my mother being drunk have bothered me over the years mm -hmm. and given me problems. Like the time shortly after all of this happened, we were still living in that first house, I think, when we were invited to a Hanukkah party. Was it a Hanukkah party? I think it was. I, I wasn't sure if it was that or my birthday or... Because of okay. whose house it was at. Yeah, I think you're right. It was a Hanukkah thing because um, we were at the Hanukkah house. That's why. And... This is, this is grandma and auntie and all of that group of people. One of them hosts a Hanukkah. Mm -hmm. And all of them have a very loose sense of punctuality. Yes, they do. <laughs> and so if they say, come over for dinner at six. They mean nine. They mean we will eat at nine. Yeah. They mean they will start cooking at six. They will start cooking at 6.30 or 7.00. Because by then they have figured out, oh, you're at my house. That's right. We're eating. They already knew that, but they couldn't like uh -huh. get going. Yes. Like you, you and I, we have this ability to say, hey, we need to feed these kids 
and get them to bed. And so working backwards from that bedtime of 8 or 8.30, we have worked backwards and said, this long for showers, this long for other personal hygiene, brushing teeth, washing clothes, whatever. This long for the nonsense. This long for, it's going to take this much longer to get the, the transitions, nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, this long to eat and this long to prepare the food. So like we have our entire evening planned out from 5.30 to 8.30 and sometimes even from 4.30 to 8.30, depending on what I'm cooking. Right. And what other things they have to attend. Yes. Yes. That is correct. I have to start cooking earlier if like kids if, have other evening events like has, scouts or gymnastics. Right. So yeah, that's a thing. And that was my whole world at that point was revolving around small people and stealing moments to be with adults whenever possible. Well, and with number two child, he was always early riser. So it didn't matter if like we tried some a few times to keep him up late and see if he'd sleep in the morning. He did not. He never did. He always got up at like 530 and that was that. So he went to bed probably till he was almost, he was at least three, still going to bed at six o'clock. Yeah. Because otherwise he was impossible to deal with. Yeah. And even now, I mean, he's coming up on 12 years old and he still goes to bed between seven and eight. Yeah, otherwise he can't he can't function in the morning. Right. And I part of that's his developmental delay, but part of that is just he is a morning person and he he has started sleeping in some. He'll sleep in if there's not something better to do, and not something the better to do is to include school. Fair. Yes. He will sleep in on school days. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, we were used to okay, or I should say I was used to the idea that if they said come over for dinner at six, we'd probably be eating by seven. Right. And so we get to this Hanukkah dinner with grandmas and aunties and coworkers and other people. Mm-hmm. And I you, have nothing's moving along at all. Nothing's moving along at all. And I pour myself a glass of wine, mm-hmm. fairly sizable glass of wine. She has very large glasses. <laughs> None of these you, you, eight ounce. You don't have to fill the glass. No, I know. <laughs> I know. Like but we I, have... I think you were feeling inclined to fill it due to the delays being frustrating. Well, and not only that, but like, I like having something in my hand and there are a lot of people who I'm not familiar with and having something in my hand saves me the fidgety things. Mm-hmm. So... These are very large glasses, and even if I had only filled it halfway, that would have been a full glass of wine. Also, this was something to do because we were going to be waiting for dinner for a while, and you could tell that at that point. And see, I was used to that, and I think I tried to give you a little bit of a warning, but... Well, I think you did, but I didn't realize that your little bit of a warning meant as long of a delay as it did. Like, you tell me, oh, they they like to take their time. I'm thinking, oh, that means we'll be eating around 7 or 7.30 if they said to come at 6. Nope. Nope. You'd be lucky if you're eating dinner still. It might be breakfast by the time we get oh, to it. And so, yeah, I'm getting this large glass of wine, probably halfway full, would still be a very full, regular-sized glass of wine. Yeah. And I don't know if I had something to drink. I might not have. Maybe I was going to drive if you were having a glass of wine. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, so not use, it's not a problem for you to have a glass of wine. It's usually not. But like 30, 45 minutes into this dinner. It wasn't dinner yet. We were still waiting. 30. And you were still drinking wine and we were standing around talking. And, um, you know, there's like an internal clock for both of us where we start thinking, oh my God, these children are going to be up too late. This is going to be a horror story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, there's that. And also, like, I started not feeling so good. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, because we were standing there talking, and you started saying to me, and I and I kind of edged you into the other room where the other people weren't. And I said, I don't think I feel good. And I don't want to like make everyone, you know, I don't want to like end our evening because I don't feel good. But, you know, just mm-hmm. giving you the heads up. Yeah. And I said, well, what do you, what's wrong? And I explained my symptoms. Yes, you did. And I said, I, I feel a little lightheaded and I'm having trouble filtering like auditory input and like my vision is a little wobbly and mm-hmm. my valence feels a little wobbly and... Mm-hmm. And you you're said, standing there with your almost empty glass of wine now. Yes. And I say, you're intoxicated. And you were <laughs> horrified. You're still horrified. I still am. You're like, I'm what? Like eight years later, I'm still horrified. And I'm looking at you like you were drinking wine. Did drunk. you expect not to be intoxicated? In my entire life. I have never been drunk in my entire life. <sighs> and that was a point of pride for me. That I had never been drunk in you my entire your, life. You you lost your sobriety uh, virginity at the Hanukkah <laughs> dinner. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, you were horf- you were beside yourself. I was, and I couldn't figure out what the problem was. You were drinking wine. You felt a little intoxicated, and and I had never experienced that before. And, and you said, "I've never been drunk," and I'm looking at you like you are now, <laughs> right? <laughs> And again, it was one of those things like, it's not going to bother anyone else, but it's connected to something somewhere in the back of my head that is like terror inducing for me because I saw so many people being so stupid when they were drunk when I was growing up. And I was like, oh shit, am I going to make an ass of myself and everyone else and not know it? But you didn't say that. So I didn't even know what you were worried about. I just thought, with, without having the reference point yet, it was a jello thing. <laughs> it was a jello thing. Yeah, I don't think you could stop being horrified over yourself. And I was like, well, it'll go away. And I tried to talk myself into that, but until it went away, I was really uncomfortable being around the other people because I was like, I don't trust my judgment right now. I'm going to say something stupid and make a fool of myself and make George look dumb for being with me. And... I'm going to alienate people and make them regret having invited me. And so I'm just going to sit over here in the corner until this passes and twiddle my thumbs. (laughs) (laughs) You 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 didn't have any more wine, huh? (laughs) No, I didn't. No. No. Mm -mm. I found some water. And I think by that point, she might have had some latkes made. And so I found some, some food. If not, then there were like some crudite or some veggies or something. Yeah. Some appetizer thing set up. See, when we go to grandma's, if the food's not ready, grandma has like lots and lots of appetizers. And if she doesn't have them ready, she asks you if you need something. She does. So you're not going to be, you could drink a big glass of wine while you're waiting and there would be food to go with it. There would be food to go with it. And I have had numerous parties at which a large glass of wine was not a problem because I am a large person. A large glass of wine is not a problem, no. as long as I have other things to metabolize it with. There was nothing. No. <laughs> and I was not accustomed to that, and so I was totally freaking out. It was yeah, a Yeah, and you were thing. so minutely intoxicated, like nobody could tell at all, except you, who couldn't figure out what those symptoms were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh, gosh. It was a jello thing. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. We, we're we both completely ridiculous at times, but we work through it together. Yes, we do. And that's a good thing. It is. Yeah. Do any other times come to mind when we were being ridiculous? I try not to let them, but <laughs> those two will never go away. No, they won't. <laughs> and it's funny because I thought of that when, you know, I think of the story probably once or twice a year when we're out at parties with friends. And, you know, and you get a glass of wine. <laughs> and I get a glass of wine and somebody will be like, oh, who's driving tonight? And I'll be like, well, I am, but I'm going to have one drink early and then... You know, I'm going to have it with food and I'm going to make sure that I've had an hour and water between the drink and the driving. And, the, you know, I'm, I'm going to be safe. Mm-hmm. And depending on the company we're with, we will often collaboratively tell this story of the time I was drunk. Mm-hmm. Because it was once ever. <laughs> because it was once ever. And it probably will only be once ever. Probably. Although I've considered, and I considered this once when we were on our honeymoon, once giving in to the idea of letting my judgment be skewed Mm -hmm. because it was only with you and I knew I could trust you. And I was like, I wonder what that's like, but I've never actually given into it. Same reason that if marijuana is ever legalized, I will probably consider it, but not actually give in. Right. Well, you're, you're not a smoker anyway. I'm not. But I guess there's other, there's lots of other choices now. Yeah, I haven't smoked since I was in high school. So I'm not going back to that. But yeah, there are other options, but I don't know if I would give in to them. That story is off in front of mind. But the story with the jello is we, not. We couldn't come up with one right away because you, you always have that story. And so we asked uh, zero, zero Child. I was like, okay, so we're thinking of some stories that have sort of shaped our relationship and explained how we, you know, interact with each other in ways that may be at times ridiculous. And can you think of anything, anytime when George has been ridiculous? Because I couldn't think of anything. Uh, they could think of it, the Jello right away. They said, They're, well, the first one that comes to mind, you probably already have it, is the Jello in gravy. And I was like, no, we didn't, but that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, everybody in our family knows about the Jello and the gravy. Yep. The kids, the little kids don't. Really have that in mind. But they don't because all the adults. They were too small it. to yeah. to be aware of it at the time, and there's no reason to bring them up to I, speed. I bet you he'd be horrified right now if you put his Jello in his gravy. He probably he probably would. lose his mind Number worse than I did. Be nuts. He yeah. would. Uh, that was the same house where number one child dubbed me George Washingtoast. <laughs> Because the little kids being toddlers. They they loved the idea of sauce, but they didn't often love the reality of sauce. No, so you'd put their spaghetti on their do, plate. Do you want red sauce or green sauce or white sauce? And they would say, I want red sauce. And then they'd taste the red sauce. No, I want white sauce. Or they'd say, no, I don't want the sauce. And they'd be losing their minds over it in a toddler way. And, and so point, I'd take their noodles and go wash them off. Because you had we washed just, off vegetables with dip on them. You had washed off spaghetti. You had washed off so many varieties of Anybody who knows about toddlers knows how this works. You had washed off meat that had gotten A1 or barbecue or ketchup. And it didn't get the ketchup. You don't want the ketchup now. I wanted the ketchup five minutes ago, but now I don't want the ketchup. And you were washing all the foods. I was. And was so, washing all yes, the foods. somebody wanted toast and you made them toast. And you said, are you sure this is the thing you want? Because I washed all the other foods, but I am not washing your toast. Are you sure you want this jelly? Yes. And number one said, that would make you George Washington toast. Yes. 
He was quite pleased with himself. He was. I, I thought he was pretty funny. He was clever. Yeah. Oh, so there's another ridiculous thing. Yeah. Can you think of any other ridiculous things while we're on the topic? Ridiculous things. If we think of somewhere, we'll have to write them down. That's for we sure. We will. We have. We'll come back to the ridiculous things because I'm sure there are well, more well, ridiculous the, things. The ridiculous things that happen every day are the 13 things that you have to do before you go to bed. But first, you have to lay down before you remember what they are. Oh, that's a thing that happens. Yeah. That is a ridiculous thing that happens. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And either one of us will say, damn it, and get back up to do one of the 13 <laughs> things, knowing that there will be more. There, yes, this has become a repeating pattern in our house. One of us will lie down, possibly both of us will lie down, and then within 90 to 120 seconds after lying down, say, dang it. I forgot to, or did you, or we didn't, or, or I need to, or I left the mm -hmm. somewhere, and I didn't turn off the something, and I didn't turn on the other thing. Yep. And I need to check if he has a pull-up on or if she actually turned off her phone or... Yep. If we let the dog back in or did we let him out? Yep. That's yeah. what it is? Yeah. It's those things. It is those things. It might be something in a dryer. We didn't put some food away. Yeah. See how this adds up? It does. And, you know, there's often... It became such a habit that for a while we would sit down like we were about to lie down. You know, like before you lay down, you have to sit down on the edge of the bed. And we would come to a point that we were about to lie down and pause and think, okay, I think I'm ready for bed. Only 12 more things to do. Now just what do I have to remember what they are? Yes, exactly. We're ridiculous. Yeah. Life is ridiculous. It is, but sometimes it's more uh, pleasantly ridiculous than others, and sometimes it's um, it's only jello. Sometimes it's only jello. Mm -hmm. I don't want any more jello. I kind of got over the jello when I was sick. Yeah. Yeah. So is that it for now? I, I thought it was it when you said you didn't want any more jello, so. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time! We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! We will tell the stories. Is that a test? Excuse me, that is a test. It probably has to go this way, huh? A little bit. Is that it? No, we're just getting started. <laughs> is that close enough? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and all the stories that made our life happen. Yeah. Made our life what it is. I don't know. <laughs> you look very confused. I was trying to follow that line of thought in my head. Hey, it's dark out, so I'm... You're tired. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, yeah. Where we left off was we had just met. We were telling the stories of what made us us. What are you looking at? I'm looking at what Spock is holding on your shirt. I believe it's a tricorder. Okay. So we were talking before about how we had met. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you need another drink of water before we launch into I the next room? I probably need a Kleenex too. Can you give you me can one do that. there? And I'll put my gas over that one. I appreciate you. <laughs> You're welcome. I appreciate that you know not to move too fast or you'll take it with you. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.